From WXXI News, this is Connections. I'm Evan Dawson. Our connection this hour was made in one of the larger cities in Ukraine. This is the story of a country, a city, a family that had been living life in a way that you might recognize here in the United States. A woman going to work for City Hall, working in communications and technology, a happy family, a husband and wife, two healthy sons, a beautiful home. There were rumors in the winter of 2022 that war could break out, that Russia could invade, and they'd seen it before, of course, in Crimea, in the Donbass. But invading an entire country, the people of Ukraine debated whether that was possible or likely. And as we all know, it is exactly what happened on February 24th, 2022. Within days, this happy family that I described was hiding in a basement at times, or when the kids could go to school, it sometimes ended with them in the school basement, air raid sirens blaring, bombs hitting indiscriminate targets in the country. The war was very real. And since then, millions of Ukrainians have fled that country. Some have gone to Poland or other European nations. Some have come here to the United States. The Rochester area has seen hundreds, more than a thousand already, in fact. And this hour, it is a chance to hear those stories. It is not theory or theoretical. These are very real stories. And we want to understand the impact of this invasion and to get a better picture of what's happening in the Rochester Finger Lakes region. And I will welcome our guests now. Chow Bashir is back with us, Director of Refugee Immigration and Employment Services at Catholic Charities Family and Community Services. Chow, welcome back. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. And w- welcome, natives of Ukraine. Let me welcome Yuri Anokin, who's with us. Yuri, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Natalia Anokina is a native of Ukraine. Welcome, Natalia. Thank you, and hello. And welcome as well to Yulia Sirik, who is a native of Ukraine. Thank you. Um, we're going to take some time to understand these individual stories, but let me just ask Geta Chow at the outset here. I think the number that I read on the release was just over 1,200 Ukrainians here in the Rochester area mm. since the war. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. The, uh, Rochester has uh, one of the largest Ukrainian communities in uh, New York, and uh, because of that, we are getting more and more Ukrainians. And what is the process like that your organization goes through to both identify people who have the need and to identify the resources necessary when they come here? Uh, uh, the, the program mainly works with the uh, U4U, uh, United for Ukraine program that is funded by the federal government through uh, New York State uh, government. And uh, mainly the Ukrainians come when they have sponsors. The sponsor go through application process, background check, and uh, financial means test, uh, whether they are able to support the Ukrainian person who is coming to the community. Once they are here, they uh, come to us for different services. We have uh, case management, immigration, employment assistance, and uh, housing, uh, medical, uh, connecting them to medical facilities and others. So for that reason, once they get to uh, Rochester, they come to us and based on their needs, we assist them. Is the number that we have seen so far sustainable and do you expect that number to grow significantly going forward? Uh, At the beginning, it was higher, but recently we started seeing less and less Ukrainians coming. Is that simply, uh, I mean, in a moment we'll get a chance to talk to our other guests here because some of the dynamics of the war as we understand it are that the um, 
a, a lot of men have been called to fight, um, and women, children have had to make difficult decisions on where they can go, whether they can stay, what is safe. So perhaps that's a natural uh, consequence here. But um, Getachow, what are your needs? What are your organization's needs to continue to be able to support their needs? Uh, well, um, as any population who is displaced and trying to start a new life in a new place, uh, one organization cannot uh, help and assist and support uh, the, this many number of people. With all uh, refugees and immigrants and others, especially with uh, Ukrainians who are coming in higher number numbers recently, we need the community support. And their, uh, their need uh, is different from uh, person to person. Uh, there is the first and foremost, they need uh, immigration assistance. Once they are here, they... Uh, need to establish legal status. So uh, just assisting them in immigration status. And the other one very important need they have is employment. Uh, all of them, uh, almost all of them, once they are here, they want to uh, get employment and work and earn their own living and support themselves. So uh, employment need is there. And the other one is housing. As we know, uh, especially after uh, the, the pandemic, it is difficult to find reasonable housing for reasonable price. So uh, um, securing housing, that is another need that we are uh, working on. So we need in these and other areas, uh, not only from the Ukrainian communities, from the Rochester, the Rochester community uh, and also other agencies, all kinds of support to help this population establish their lives. I don't know too many organizations that don't need money. Do you need money, get a chance? <laughs> uh, yes, all the time. We just, uh, money is just uh, a very good way of supporting the work that we do uh, uh, with the uh, Ukrainians, but that is not the only thing. We, we need uh, people, for example, to volunteer their time. Uh, because they have to go to different appointments and uh, shopping and so transportation. Transportation mm -hmm. is another need, and uh, we also need tutors. Uh, language is very important for uh, their um, uh, whether it is employment, finding employment, or even living their day-to-day -day life. So, if listeners decide, you know, I can provide some transportation here and there, I can do some tutoring, or I could send a check. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, one, we are located at 87 North Clinton uh, Avenue. That is uh, just close to the bus stop in downtown. And we have a website, uh, www.fcscharities.org. Uh, if they go there, there is uh, one, our contact information. Two, there is a donation section. Uh, whatever they can uh, able to contribute, that would be uh, greatly appreciated. Um, let, let's understand the stories of Ukrainians who are here. And I want to start with, um, perhaps we'll start with Natalia and Yuri. Um, and Natalia, Yuri, I'll let you decide. Can I just ask you to s describe your life in Ukraine before the war? What mm -hmm. life was like okay. before the war? Yeah. Okay, before, before the war, I worked at the city hall as a head uh, of the city information services department. My team provider provided electronic information services for the citizen 
of a large city. Uh, our Ukrainian uh, city, uh, Lviv. I also management, uh, managed the main contact center of the city and created contact content for the website and social media profiles of the city. Yes. I have a wonderful life, a wonderful family. I have two sons. And uh, together with my husband, uh, we had a beautiful home. Uh, it's all before the war, yes. Uh, when uh, the war started and rockets were flying near our house, we were very afraid for our, our children. Uh, during the first days of the war, we spent all the night in the in the basement, and our children at the school also hid in the basement uh, when the alarm sirens sounded. Uh, and I went with my children to our friends in Poland. Uh, it is safe country. Yes, near Ukraine. I left everything, a wonderful home, my friends, and successful career mm -hmm. to save my children. Yes. Mm. In Poland, uh, received a lot of support and help. I quickly started working at the local town hall. Uh, on the project of Ukrainian refugees in Poland. It was a difficult time because uh, the war had just begun and a lot of Ukrainian refugees who had lost everything were arriving in Europe. Uh, they were mostly scared women, women with children from the war. Yes. And in the summer, uh, in the summer 2023, my work uh, in the project to help refugees was coming uh, to an end. And uh, the u for u program made it possible for our family to go to our uh, close friends in Rochester. <clears throat> yeah. and, and so you have been here for how long now since part, um, last year? Uh, here uh, we are uh, from October 2023. October, okay. How old are your sons? <coughs> Our sons is are 11 and 14. How are they doing? Oh, it's very, uh, it's amazing uh, situation because uh, here. Uh, very quick, quickly, uh, they can go to school. Very good, amazing school with good relation to uh, our children from uh, teachers' side. Yes, mm -hmm. teachers very careful, very nice and kindly to our children. My children, first time almost two years, are happy. And happy oh. me, uh, me, uh, and I uh, are also happy. Uh, uh, I am also happy. Yeah. Um, before I turn to Yuri for his recollections, 
Um, you, you were in Lviv, yes? Yes. So a lot of Americans have had to, uh, in the last two years, learn or relearn a lot about Ukrainian geography. Mm -hmm. And in the early days of the war, Lviv, which is in the west of Ukraine, closer to the Polish border, yes. it was thought of for a little while as being the safe city. And yet we still heard that there would be rockets that would hit Lviv, that there were no cities in Ukraine that were left alone entirely, right? Can you describe what that those days were like? For example, uh, every month uh, to Lviv arrive some Russian rockets. Mm -hmm. And uh, all, um, during uh, two years, five times destroyed building where live people, farm times uh, five or six times uh, will be uh, attack from Russian, uh, attack Russian rockets. It's not safe. It's not safe because our people in uh, people and children in Lviv, uh, uh, they have uh, every day alarm siren and it's life in basement. Yeah. So, Natalia, the Russian invasion started in February of 2022. 20, when yes. did you and your family decide to go across the border to Poland? Uh, we lived almost one week during the war. During just, the just one week? Just one week. Yeah. Yeah. But personally, for me, I'm very scared. I was very scared because I love my sons very much. I think about their future. I think about all uh, I'm analyzed uh, situation in Ukraine. I think about future my uh, sons. And uh, I decide to move to Poland because we have uh, good friends in Poland. Mm -hmm. And our friends uh, during this week, uh, maybe uh, 20 times calls to us, 20 times in day calls to us from Poland and told uh, to us, you must... Uh, helps your people, your children, Can you must save your children. Mm -hmm. We have a, a big house, we can uh, move to us, mm -hmm. try to move to us. And Natalia, by the way, you're doing wonderfully. Your English is very good. Oh, and, thank you. And I know that you are a little <laughs> concerned about that. You need not be concerned. Mm -hmm. We're really glad that you're here. I just want to ask you, when you think about the home that you had, that you left, I don't know if you lived in a house or an apartment building. Do you know what's left of your home? Is it, is it being occupied? Is it something that you could go back to? Could you return to your home? I don't know. Seriously, uh, now I can told, uh, tell about this uh, because um, my parents... Uh, uh, leaves, uh, they uh, stay in Ukraine. They're still there. Yes, in no, in Ukraine. In Ukraine. In Ukraine, yeah. and uh, I'm very scary also for my parents. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yuri, can you describe what 
what you remember about the invasion and if you want to describe for our listeners what your work in your life was like before the war. Yes, thank you. Uh, I am 42. In my previous life, I was a professional lawyer, attorney. The war took us completely out of the blue. We didn't believe until the last moment that Putin would order an attack on our peaceful country. So we were not prepared for such a terrible situation. We made the decision to evacuate our children from Ukraine in the church, where we came at that crucial moment. It was a very hard decision for us, because we literally left everything there. We live in apartment building in the highest, highest stage. My wife and children went to our friends in neighboring Poland, and I stayed for another six months and help us volunteer. To be honest, during this time, I went through an experience that I hadn't had in my 20-year career. People's destinies were changed in a single moment before my eyes. Probably I have never experienced anything more frightening than these feelings. I thank God for saving me and my family, and I hope that the war will end as soon as possible. And of course, we thank the Americans for their support and faith in victory of our country. And we thank to Catholic organization mm -hmm. that so help us. How are you doing in Rochester? What do you think of Rochester? It's a beautiful city, beautiful people. And uh, I think it's a uh, best choice that we ever decided mm -hmm. in our life and uh, it's very important for us that our children are in a safety. How do you think the kids are doing? Oh, our children, uh, they, they feel amazingly uh, that uh, after the Ukraine and Poland, that it's a beautiful place and school is for for them is everything, and uh, they um, they wake up with uh, this perfect maybe feeling, and they they want to go to school. It's very surprisingly for me, <laughs> after Ukraine, yeah. they want to go to school. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, they don't want to go to home. <laughs> very strange situation. Are the American children that they're going to school with welcoming and supportive of them? Uh, it's it's a it's a great experience because our our children was so happy that American children uh, so. Uh, they be so um, so good and, and beautiful, friendly, and very friendly for 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 them. Do uh, do you have an expectation, Yuri, that you will be here for a long time? That you will go back to Ukraine at some point? I wonder how you think about Rochester, if this feels temporary or if this feels something more permanent. Mm, 
in this moment i don't know what exactly i have to say sure. to you because yeah. it's very complicated situation for our family and uh, i every moment i see my phone what's news from ukraine what situation from there because our parents live and stay there and uh, my sister was had uh, her, her daughter stay there and they live in awful situation mm-hmm. everybody talk that in ukraine it's a normal situation that uh, nothing uh, happened in not occupied territory but situation is not good and people live in very stressful circumstances and i know that uh, uh, situation without uh, ammunition our army uh, now is uh, in very complicated situation mm-hmm. and that's why we very uh, we wanna uh, that situation changed when uh, they they can uh save their lives and 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 so well your children have parents whose english is pretty good how is how is your children's english uh, i'm think uh, that our children uh, is a better than, than better the, than their parents yeah, yeah. <laughs> is thankfully for school and children yeah yeah um let me just let listeners who are just joining us know that you're hearing yuri anokin natalia anokina who are natives of ukraine in a moment we're going to talk to yulia sirik and they're telling us their story of why they have had to flee their home and as refugees they are here in the rochester area we've been hearing a lot for the last two years about this you know, sort of from afar or theoretically, but there are now more than 1,200 Ukrainians here in the Rochester area, and they have been um, provided services and support largely through Catholic Charities, Family and Community Services, and Get a Child Bashir is here telling us how they are supporting these families who have faced war and had to leave their homes when you, you just heard two people my age, middle-aged professionals, living a very happy life, face the decision within a week to leave it all behind. And it, as agonizing as that is, they're also finding some support here. Getachow, what do you hear in their story? Is this emblematic of the kinds of stories that you are used to hearing about Ukrainians here? Mm, yes. To the most part, this is what we hear from the Ukrainians who are coming to us. Most of them, they have uh, higher education uh, university degrees and they have worked in professional settings and they had a great life um, and but because it, it is unsafe for themselves and for uh, their children and most of them uh, when we speak with them they worry uh, they, they just make made those decisions for the sake of their children we have another uh, staff member with us and uh, uh, she shared a similar story. She had a, a PhD uh, and uh, she has been working and uh, she had a son and uh, she made the decision just mainly to save her uh, her son. 
So this is uh, a story that we hear over and over again. Uh, when it comes to decision, uh, as, uh, uh, as we heard now, uh, it is uh, just, it, it, it is not an easy decision first to leave and to stay here. And once yeah. they are here, what to decide uh, for their future. Um, the, some uh, We have, by the way, Ukrainians who decided to go back, who came here and stayed here. And uh, regardless of what is going on in Ukraine, they decided to go back. So it is um, a tough situation that they uh, live in. Very much so. I understand entire. Well, I, I don't understand from experience, but I can understand the challenge and the mindset of having to make that decision. And in the meantime... Natalia, you were in Poland first, and you went to work in Poland for a little while. Here, have you been able to find work? Now I uh, start. I start work with Ukrainian uh, support program with Ukrainian refugees. I'm very glad, very happy, because I can use my uh, experience. I love uh, communicate with people. I love uh, help, uh, and it's very good opportunity for me. Not only for my children, be happy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm uh, always uh, was happy when I have good job, good work. Mm-hmm. Where, where, when I can uh, make something uh, good for another people and now i can help my uh, my people my uh, ukrainian people yeah i'm very happy what do you find they need the most is housing the biggest challenge mm, housing, housing uh, apartments where to live no a place to live uh, no i think uh, most um, problem for Ukrainians is uh, knowledge about uh, immigration mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. and uh, Catholic charities helps them in this questions in this problem very professional helps from uh, Ukrainian uh, get gets very professional helps uh, from experts Catholic Catholic and charities mm-hmm. about question for example, um administrate any documents uh, any uh, refill any uh, uh, some uh, refill uh, some uh, forms for them because it's uh, not simply program yes we need uh, when we uh, go to united states uh, we need get social security number yes uh, for children, very pot- important uh, get uh, support in school, yes, and uh, uh, medical care, for example, and uh, help with uh, searching a job, work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of this uh, questions, uh, Catholic char- charities help helps Ukrainian people. Well, Yuri, have you been able to find work? Not at that moment, but I work on it, and uh, I hope in some near future I'll find it. I hope so too. 
Thank you. You deserve that. Um, I want to turn to Yulia Sirik, who is a native of Ukraine as well, and I want to give you some space to tell your story as well about what life was like for you in Ukraine. Um, thank you. I came uh, to USA with my mom and with my sisters. Um, in Ukraine, I had like my perfect life. I have a great job. I had my own car. Like I had really the life of a dream. Everything was great. Uh, I just remember the time, like 22nd of February. Um, I had like few um, like few days before war started. I had my business trip in Europe, and then just I remember that um, in Cyprus when I'm getting up, I'm just taking my phone and my I, I just. I've seen a lot of messages from my mom and she told Yulia like the war started we don't know what to do and I was like what how is it possible like I couldn't believe on that time like how it's like how I couldn't believe then I started to call my mom like 10 times like she didn't pick it up I was like scary and because I was really scary because in Ukraine I had my mom to my sister and my father and I was like far like I was in uh, another country and I was not with them. Um, and then we spoke with mom and I told like, mom, I have to f like, just, I wanted to buy. And the first time when I spoke with my mom, like uh, I thought like, oh my God, I have to buy a ticket and I have to go to Ukraine. And then my mom told me, Yulia, like, stop. We have to think now, like what, what we have to do? Because I'm just, you know, and when I spoke with her on that time and just have listened, like we are from Kiev. And I just listened like from the phone, like the sound of rockets, like of the bomb. It was like in a horrible film. And um, my mom told me like, okay, um, okay, let's make a plan because we have to like, because I cannot fly to Ukraine because it was really dangerous. And I told my mom, okay, let's, uh, let's move to Germany. <clears throat> and then um, my mom, yes, we decided like it's going to be better. Yes, and then like after one week, like my mom moved to Germany with my sisters, and I, my our father, he was in Ukraine because like he, he couldn't leave Ukraine, and um, my I just remember my mother moved with my sister. They stayed on the border a lot of time, like two days on the line. They just waited. Everybody was very tired. I'm on stress because like I was in different country and. I don't know. It's very hard. And then, um, like my mom, like my mom moved uh, with my sisters to Germany. I was um, uh, in Cyprus because I had my work. And you, like you know, like um, my work on that time because um, I supported my mom with the work because you know when you are from from your country, like you need the money for the first time. And I worked in Cyprus. And then um, we we just worked. It was very hard to to make documents, to with everything. My sister started to go to the school in Germany. And then, like, uh, in April, I just, again, like, mm, I just received one message. And my mom wrote me when I was in Cyprus. My mother was in Germany. And she just wrote me, like, Julia, we lose our father because he died. It was, like, for me, it was very, like, I don't know, in that time, I felt like the world just stopped, like, like it's crazy, and then after that we just decided to move. <clears throat> I decided for me that I have to leave my work and I have to be with my family. Then I went to Germany for my mom again, and um, 
and my mom told me, okay, like, it was really very hard for us. And then um, we just decided, like, we spoke, I spoke with my mom because, you know, um, I stayed in Europe and um, for us, it's like, like, for me, it was very hard to stay there. And we decided to move to USA um, because here we have a friends, like, um, and um, yes, and we just decided to go to USA. Uh, then we, when we came here, um, I'm just very thankful for USA government um, because I don't know, like here we felt really better and we received a lot of support from from government, from society. And, you know, like here is never mind who you are, from which country you're... <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm just a little bit crying. From uh, which country you are came. It's like the most important things here. It's like um, what who you are is like as a person. It's like never mind from which country you came. You are I don't know um, what is the color of your eyes of or your skin. It's like never mind everything. And yes, I'm I'm very happy to be here, and I feel here in the USA more comfortable than um, I felt in Europe. I'm just from. Uh, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. And um, yes, things got like um, you know, like when you are like the first my things when I came here. I'm just asking myself like, um, you have to build everything from zero. Like you, <clears throat> and you have to understand like you are here. Okay, you have um, to be responsible for your family. And okay, like let's try to build everything from zero. Like you know that feeling when you come from another country, uh, you lose like you lose your like, your job, like you lose your like, your house, right? Like you just leave your house, you leave your friends, like you leave everything, like everything you had. And now you are in a different country. Everything is new, and you are just you just start to build everything from zero, really zero, and. And I told myself, like, okay, let's do it. Like, this is a competition of the life, but okay, let's do that. Yes, and then we just started to make our documents. I didn't know before we, then I came here in the USA. I didn't know about Catholic churches. Like, I didn't know about that. That, um, And I just made all of my documents by myself, but really it's very hard. And then when I just... My friends, they told me that, that here is Catholic Center is a, and that center is helping people a lot, like with, do, um, with the documents, to make the documents, with everything. Really, it's it's um, it's very helpful because in the first step, in the first step, when you are coming, you are a refugee. You don't know what to do, like document where I have to go, like and apply, like like how can I do that and really um, now I'm working in Catholic churches and I'm very happy with that because I have found the work like really this is a great work uh, I'm working here as a case manager we are helping the, we are helping the people like you know when they are come to another country the first support it's really it's very important and yes now I'm helping the people because I know how it's um, because I was in the same place, like I came as well, like from different country, like I live a lot of, like I lived my previous life and I know how it's hard on mm -hmm. the first step. And yes, this is like my story. And really now everything is good, like because the first 
few months it was very hard because it's a, it's a new country it's a new rules everything is new but uh, but now i feel very very comfortable and really i'm so appreciate for um for usa for this this support I, i'm so appreciate i'm so happy i met a lot of people here i have a lot of friends i have a lot of friends here and uh, i'm helping the people i have my perfect work and really I, i'm so thankful and appreciate for that so talking to yulia Syrak, who's from from kiev yeah who's, i'm from kiev um do you think of rochester as a place that you will be for a year five years longer mm, um to be honest like rochester is a very nice city like it's mm, i'm happy to be here here in rochester we have a very big ukrainian community mm-hmm. and uh like really i feel here that i'm in ukraine <laughs> because for example if i'm going like to any store i met every time ukrainian and this is like, <laughs> ukrainian language and i was like Wow, like I really feel here like I'm in Ukraine. And I think like I love my country, I love Ukraine. I will support like Ukraine like all my life. But it's a very like um like difficult question for like I I don't I really I want to go back for my country because I love my country. But I understand like um that for now I have like I want to I want to be here because you know I have a sister and uh, one of the reasons when we are co- why we are come here is like because of my uh, young sister she's going to school here uh in olympia school she told me this is like a, she is happy she's smiling and for me like that is like this is this is incredible because when i come at home and i see like smiling like my sister is smiling it's like really i'm very happy with that because i remember her like couple of years like she was like because of the father because um um she lived like a friends in ukraine and for her it's very it was very hard to adapt like f- into like to new country she she, she never smiling at the vehicle like i'm tried to um like i don't know to make her more happy like you try to cheer her up yes exactly yeah, yeah. but now i see her and she is really smiling every day she mm. loves the school she have a friends and um for now we are just we, we are happy to like to stay in Rochester. Um how is your mother? Uh yeah, my mom. It, what, is is she here or is she uh, in yeah. Germany? She's no, here. No, she is here. She's yes, here too. in okay. Rochester. How's well. she doing? Um she's good. She have her work like uh, she is uh, in one like uh, cleaning company there. Um yeah, she has a part-time work and she also feel here better. Okay. Really? Have you found a comfortable place to stay then uh, yes okay yes we have found very good apartments our friends uh, and relatives here uh, i had as well like my sister um she married like a couple of months ago and also uh, like we have a friend here and relatives for now and yes i helped for us to find like a very good house um in a very good area and yes i know this <laughs> is not the top concern yulia but I know that Kiev is a cool city with a good yeah. nightlife. How does Rochester's <laughs> nightlife? Nightlife. Um it's pretty nice like um but um you know like I'm a photographer. I I love to make a picture and I like I like uh, to make a picture at night because you know like it's not like a Kiev. Rochester is so small city, like yeah. small city, yeah. Uh yes, Kiev is a capital and it's like uh, I love Kiev. But Rochester is really pretty nice. Like 
even like uh, at night time i can make a lot of pictures like very nice pictures like it's it's quiet city and i love that mm. one um so listeners you're hearing the stories of just three of the more than 1200 ukrainians who've come here yeah. you hear yulia say she can't go to a store without bumping into ukrainians and there's quite a there was before the war there was a vibrant ukrainian american community here yeah. and now even more so um but i want to ask all of our guests now um when you look at the state of the war i'll start with you yulia mm -hmm. obviously we just passed two years and the american government is having debates about whether to, to fund support for ukraine president biden is firm he wants to continue to fund whatever ukraine needs i'm curious to know what your hope is in terms of what what is a realistic hope that you have for how this war ends what do you think um i really wish that that war will stop really because ukrainian lose a lot of people like a lot of children they're just losing their parents and you know it's like i don't know i couldn't imagine like I don't know, a lot of children, they stayed without parents, mm. the mother, they are just losing their sons. Um, you know, it's like, it's horrible. And I believe, I wish, really, I wish, I hope that that war will finish soon because like, really, we have like only one planet and I really, I really believe that it will finish soon. Like I wish we have a peace because we are all of we all of us we are human and we want to be happy we want to be with our family mm -hmm. and you know and this is the most important things it's that war it's like yes I know because I have a lot of friends and they just they fight it and they just die it and you know it's very hard to understand that like you had friends you had like. Like you spoke with them, but now it's nothing. And I think um, I wish that war was uh, will finish so soon. Natalia, what is your hope for how this war ends? I hope uh, that all countries, almost yes, USA, the USA, say they uh, will help Ukrainian win this terrible terroristic regime uh, country Russia only with help all world Ukrainian can win now when Ukrainian won yes single with this war we can't win you, you, you're saying Without Ukraine friends. can't win alone alone uh, yes needs, thank you Ukraine help needs help me. yes alone can't win because it's a big monster go to ukraine and we need help uh, the usa we need help europe because now it's very critical time it's time uh, for decision uh, from side europe and united states and uh, without help uh, russian army go far to Europe, Europe and uh, North Europe, yes, you know, 
about all this Absolutely. yes about situation in europe and situation near border uh, russian yes latvia yes yes Lithuania. yeah on and on yeah yeah all we know is that uh, this country they are next they are next okay thank you yuri what do you hope will happen i think it's uh an existential war ukraine will not give up under any circumstances As the united states assistance is very valuable perhaps decisive in this war mm-hmm. therefore we pray that us authorities will hear us and realize that everything depends on them in the end uh, this is a war of civilization and authoritarianism Uh, we've been talking to our guests from Ukraine with uh, Getachow Bashir, who is with Catholic Charities Family and Community Services. Um, two very different stories uh, with Yuri and Natalia telling their family story, Yulia here with her sister and her mother, um, and literally having to relocate right at the start of the war. Are there is is um is there kind of a mix here get a chow in terms of young professionals we're all young at this table i think we are all still young but younger professionals uh parents children you see a lot of children can you describe what more than 1200 ukrainians what you're what you've been working with uh well as uh, we see here uh, uh they 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 come in different uh uh family uh sizes and age uh, uh so it is uh, at first it was uh, mainly moms with children because the the male population had to stay to uh, fight the for the war uh, or at the war uh, but now it is we see more and more uh, families uh, coming uh Um, and uh, again uh, when they come as we heard they they need lots of support uh, one thing i just want to uh, uh, mention again is uh, this uh, uh, catholic charities or other organizations in rochester or in other areas they don't ask for this population to come uh, they don't advocate for that but once they get here it is in our community's best interest to help them uh, uh, earn their uh, 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 earn income and support themselves and the participation of uh, community members and other organizations is critical for the sake of the community not uh, not only for the people that are coming and working with us Well, uh, in our last few minutes, um, I I want to ask our guests uh, one other question because this is we get email throughout the program from listeners. And a lot of listeners have over the, the last two years have asked us of what a settlement, a peace deal would look like with Russia. One thing that some American lawmakers are talking about, not President Biden, but others they're saying there has to be a negotiated peace settlement a deal and some lawmakers are saying ukraine may have to give up the donbas they may have to give up parts of territory 
end the war. What I have observed is that Vladimir Putin is not interested in a peace deal right now. He's not at a negotiating table. He's not signaled a willingness to just sign a deal and end the war at all. But I, even if he is, I don't know how you just give away part of your country without encouraging him to continue in the future to go try to take more. Yulia, do you want a deal that ends this war if you have to give up part of your country? Um, I think that um, that's only my opinion. I think if we uh, will sign an agreement and we will give for Russia like a part of territory of Ukraine, it's like who who will tell for us 100% that tomorrow he will not come and tell, okay, I need to occupy Kiev. Yeah. You know, it's something like when... Look, just imagine you have your house, right? And just your neighbor just came to you and told, okay, I want to be like first floor. I want to have your, the first floor right. of your house. You know, it's like, why? For what? Like, I just, it's for me, I don't know. It's just, I'm very angry with that one because this is our territory. Like, you know, they signed the agreement. Like uh, before we used it to have like, um, just a minute, I would like to, one second. It's okay. Yulia's making sure she's... Yes. While, while you do that, Natalia, can I just ask just briefly, what do you think of the idea of giving up part of your territory? We have a um, very difficult uh, history with Russia. Yeah. Uh, in past, all deals in past with Russia was filed. Yeah from side of Russia. So why would you trust? History right. can repeat, yeah. yes? Yeah, yeah. Yulia? Um, yes, I'm just, uh, just many years ago, we abounded like nuclear uh, weapons and Russia just was a, a guarantor of our security. And then look what happened now. Yeah. Who will, who, who, I am, I, I, we cannot be 100% sure that if they will take our ter half of our territory, he will not come tomorrow. Yeah. That's why I don't believe Yulia that. is talking about 30 years ago, Ukraine yeah. gave up their nuclear weapons and Russia was supposed to be the guarantor exactly. of the security of the Thank country. You. Yes. Yuri, some final thoughts from you. Go ahead. Uh, it's not about territory. Uh, I'm saying uh, why is peace? It's not possible. Uh, Putin is destroying Ukrainian as those who are the first to oppose uh, his empire. This is his first step. He is preparing a major war in Europe. History repeats itself. Uh, we have already experienced this history with Nazi Germany. The aggressor cannot be stopped by peace or a part of that territory. It's my, my opinion. As we wrap up here, one more time, get a chow, Bashir. If people want to tutor, if people want to provide transportation services, if people want to offer financial support for what you're doing, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, well, uh, we have a website, www.fcscharities.org, uh, uh, and uh, let them visit that, and we have all the information they need to help us. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you very much for having us. Yuri. Nice to meet you. Thank you for being here. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Natalia, thank you very much for being here. Yes, thank you very much. Yulia, good luck to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, too. We have more connections coming up in a moment.